0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is the first of the Father's Day special episodes. We've got several coming. Some great uh, families in our hobby, in our industry, and have enjoyed doing that each year. Now it's a kind of an annual tradition. But this, uh, this is uh, Joe and Josh Davis from uh, Joe. Uh, Josh is now, uh, you know, grown and out on his own at the ripe age of 29, a sharp young man, but. Uh, uh, Joe has been with uh, Got Baseball Cards in the Atlanta area for a long time, kind of a uh, well-established, well-respected uh, hobby dealer, uh, doing lots of things. So we get into all that, and we had a good time. Joe's been on before, but I hadn't really visited with Josh. Really enjoyed that. Again, the father-son dynamic, greatest hobby for uh, generational wisdom transfer as well, not just you can make money, but you can learn things. And uh, again, it was great. So here's the uh, back and forth with uh, Josh and Joe and uh, myself, and we had a good time. Uh, we all love the hobby, uh, and um, and it was just an interesting conversation. So thanks, Davises, for participating. Thanks, listeners, for making it possible. Thanks, sponsors, and here it is. Welcome. Joe and Josh, Joe, Joe, you've been on before, Got Baseball Cards. Josh, looking forward to having your perspective. This is a special father-son episode, and I think it's the greatest hobby of all time, but I think it also can be the greatest father-son or parent-child hobby of all time, too. And I'm not just talking about the parent driving. I think it can be participatory for both. So welcome to the show, Davises. And Josh, why don't you go first, and why don't you introduce your dad to the audience, and then Joe can introduce you to the audience and then we'll talk about y'all's dynamic and what's exciting over in Georgia or or wherever you are now, Josh, because I don't know if you're there. I think you're somewhere else.
1: Yep, out in California, anyway, but happy hey, to.
0: Okay, Josh, tell us about Joe from your perspective, your dad. He's an amazing guy, but what do you think?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, when I think of my dad, Joe Davis, for all the listeners on today, I think of a great hobby veteran, I guess I'd say, and shop owner and collector and enthusiast. More than anything, though, I think of a dad. I view him through that lens first and foremost, but absolutely growing up, working in and around his hobby shop, I could sit here all day telling stories of what that experience has been. So I think I am happy to introduce him as both that collector and hobby veteran and dealer, but also happy to be here for the Father's Day special okay. introducing him as well. But
0: uh, are you older than the shop, or is the shop kind of
1: <laughs> the shop? Definitely predates me. As does his collecting, of course. I believe, and you can correct
2: me here, Dad. But you started collecting
1: middle school age. Uh, no, for yourself, was no, that right?
2: Yeah, no, elementary. Yeah, elementary. Yeah, mid seventies. Yeah, but you've yeah.
0: had the store for twenty seven years.
2: No, I've had the store since ninety one. So this is Okay. Yeah, thirty. So he predates me two years. Then I guess the shop.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Joe introduced Josh to us and he's like a son to you because he is your son. Yeah. Uh, But what's outstanding about Josh and what are his uh, hobby connections here?
2: There's so many great things I could say about my son. I love him so much. He's our firstborn, just a wonderful young, godly man who loves his wife and loves our family. And he's a great son to me and a great brother to his sister, Allison. And, uh, We've had so many wonderful memories since he came into our life in September of 1993. I've often called him Hey Buddy because as he grew up, he got into sports with me going to ball games. And not only just the love of sports, but the love of collecting as well from the time he's been very young, loved collect especially basketballs. always been his favorite and so we've had many great memories traveling to shows together from the time he was very young and still to this day is a huge help to us in the business as well in various ways
0: did you all have family vacations that were hobby centric
2: uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'll give my view as a child growing
1: up. And I think my mom would support this story. I don't know if we designed trips around a hobby, but it was certainly part of the itinerary no just matter happened. where we went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No matter where we were anywhere in the country, we always were looking up using the phone book at that time. And then when Google came around, finding the local hobby shop. So we certainly uh, toured the country whenever we went.
0: Or you just happen to be in Chicago in late July, or maybe Cleveland, one
1: of those beautiful- Baltimore or Anaheim. Yep. Each and every summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Okay. So what do you do for a career, Josh?
1: I work at Google now. I work on an internal consulting team. I was formerly in the consulting industry. I've been at Google for just under a year now. And- anything and everything. I like to think of myself as a problem
0: solver. How are you a problem solver for your dad since you have all this amazing experience and technical know-how? I think he's doing pretty well, but what's your contribution to his technical prowess?
1: Yeah. Even when I was younger, I would say probably research. There was a new idea, new partnership opportunity, new product. Now there's a lot of new companies right entering the hobby. Often support him with tracking down, keeping in tune with what's changing and evolving and always surfacing new ideas, new opportunities. That's probably a big way that I contribute these days. But I've done a lot over the years from helping with the website and marketing and just generally the positioning of the business and then also supporting in various partnerships over the years. So I like to be a thought partner however I can support.
0: Joe, how great is it for you being old enough to not have grown up in the digital age? Correct. So how great is it to have a son who's technologically so savvy that you can run things by to make sure that you're operating in the 21st century with somebody you can trust that's not trying to sell you something that has right. your best interest at heart, because there's a lot of people that want to provide services like that to hobby shops, and they're not always.
2: Yeah, he adds so much. He's enhanced so many parts of our business, and he's a great sounding board for so many ideas that I throw at him, and he's been instrumental in growing our services sector of the business, which is such a huge part of what we do in trying to serve collectors across the globe with our grading and things like that. He helped design and refine the spreadsheet submission forms we use, and he's added various components to our website to make it flow better and added all kind of FAQs, which have helped the customers understand how we can serve them better. We were just refining that last week together. And so we just launched some new parts of the website last week. He's always helping us enhance and improve things in the business, even from across the country.
0: Two problems that businesses have not enough customers or too many customers. It seems like you've been able to scale the business, Joe. And right. many people after 31 years are out of business because They either didn't have enough business or they had too much and they couldn't fill the orders. And so you have to have figured out ways to automate and to bring in trusted employees because you've got a lot of moving parts in what you're doing. You're more than just a card shop. And did Josh always have that vision or how did this evolve? in terms of you being so full service to the industry?
2: Well, I can tell you, I remember phone calls that Josh and I had when we were trying to grow our ability to service customers with graded cards. We were doing a ton of it in the store and we would mention it on the website. Hey, you can send your cards to us. And he's like, dad, you've got to streamline this. You've got to make it look better. You've got to have ways customers can quickly download a form, fill it out, upload it. And so now because of his vision, we were doing it, but we weren't doing it to the degree we needed to be doing. And he helped us make it so much more professional. And now every day I can just click an internal site that he found for us that we use where we can pull up and go, oh, this guy in Canada just filled out a submission form that's going to be coming in. This guy in New Jersey is going to be sending us a submission form for PSA or BGS or whoever, since we work with all the major players on grading. So, yeah, it's been huge. The growth of our submission business, consignment business, all those things, Josh has helped us tremendously. Josh, the
0: best problem solvers are the ones that solve the problem before it's articulated. (laughs) I imagine you have enough about the industry and your dad and his business that you can anticipate. That's just what Joe's talking about, anticipating and being prepared because this is a hobby that has lots of ebbs and flows. And when it gets hot, it gets very hot. (laughs) And uh, so that's great. Josh, what's Joe's secret for hiring trustworthy, competent people? Because I think that's tricky. And most card shops are stymied by having a father and son, and that's it. Or they have one assistant that they totally keep their eye on, but it's a larger enterprise. What do you think Joe's secret is in terms of picking really good employees?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's been especially relevant over the years, right? We've had some highs in this hobby and this industry, and that's led to periods, or even years of, I'll call it surge activity, where my dad's had to ramp up quickly. And I think more than anything, he probably screens and hires for character above all else. I think, and I've seen this in other industries, right? It's easy enough to teach someone the technical or functional responsibility, whatever it might be, but you can't really teach character and you can't always teach trust. And I think what I've seen time and time again, over the last, probably 15 years that I've been old enough to understand and appreciate has has been him seeking out those that had shared values that he could trust and believe in and trust in some cases with items or even just great amounts of money at times. And so that screening process and looking for that sort of, I'll call it culture fit and value fit has probably been the biggest thing. And then I've also seen him or time into investing in people who may be coming from outside the hobby and don't have that past experience. And I think there's a nice balance, of course, where, when he can speak to this more, right? Many of his employees have grown up in the hobby and share that passion and have that knowledge. And others, some of his most reliable and tenured employees came from outside, but they had that shared value. They had that commitment and that hustle. And that perhaps matters more in the long run.
0: Josh, is that in contrast that Google's kind of famous for asking these really tricky kinds of questions that have nothing to do with trust, but all to do with mental agility. So is that two sides of the coin or does Google <laughs> ever get at whether you're going to be evil person or just yeah. smart? And so how does that work at Google? With this? It's a
1: great question. And actually a, a timely one in the last couple of years, don't quote me on this. They've actually moved away from a lot of those brain teasers and mental gymnastics. And at least my hiring experience was all about culture fit and they call it Googliness. And one of their values actually is to essentially don't be evil. I've heard that. (laughs) I would argue in a lot of ways, they are looking for mental agility, but more than anything, it's learning aptitude, like someone who's willing to put in the work and learn. And more important than that is culture alignment. And that's really what I've seen my dad do time and time again. I just spoke about it. You can learn if you have the desire, but you need to have that value and sort of cultural fit and alignment that has to come first.
0: Yeah, There's a tenacity, whether it's intellectual tenacity or just whatever it is. And I do think your dad has that because he's had to adapt and grow and learn and evolve with a hobby that has not been standing still. I've participated as well in my own way. But Joe, you're hearing from your son, but are you echoing this or what is your position? here? I know you're proud of Josh, but could you afford to bring him back now?
2: Unfortunately, I could not.
0: I would love to.
2: His yeah, decade. yeah, he has a great career and he's continuing to develop, to develop and grow in it. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to take advantage of the things he's learning there because I know Google has so much. He's constantly learning new things and as they develop new things and the parts of the company he's involved with and divisions that he will consult with and talk with and learn from. So I love to glean knowledge from him and apply those things. But yeah, back to your original point to Josh, yeah, his response is spot on because I don't hire card knowledge. I hire character and I can teach them the things that they need to know. That's served me very well.